0: Applied Behavioral Analysis, or better known by the acronym ABA, is a safe and effective treatment for Autism Spectrum Disorder. It focuses on the principles that explain how learning takes place, like positive reinforcement. Through decades of research, the field of behavior analysis has developed many techniques for increasing useful behaviors and reducing those that may cause harm or interfere with learning. You're listening to ReachMD. I'm Paul Rakuski, your host, and with me today is Dr. Gina Green. Executive Director at the Association of Professional Behavior Analysis. Dr. Green received her undergraduate and master's degrees at Michigan State University. She received her PhD in psychology analysis of behavior from Utah State University. She has authored numerous publications on the treatment of individuals with developmental disabilities and brain injuries, as well as the experimental analysis of behavior. Dr. Green is also on the editorial boards of several professional journals in developmental disabilities, and behavior analysis. Today, we will be discussing applied behavior analysis. Welcome, Dr. Green.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity.
0: I'm glad that you are able to join us. So I just gave a little bit of your background, but if you could, if you could elaborate more on your professional work for us.
1: Okay. Well, I guess I would summarize it by saying I've taken several different twists and turns over the years. Um, after I Received my Ph.D. in 1986, I taught at the university level and I've continued um, at least off and on to teach behavior analysis to graduate students and to um, provide supervision for practical training for behavior analysts-to-be. I've been involved in designing and overseeing and studying uh, applied behavior analysis interventions for people with autism and other developmental disabilities and to a lesser extent, adults with brain injuries. I've worked quite a bit in in advocating for scientifically proven treatments for people with autism and related disorders, and then, as you mentioned, I'm currently uh, Executive Director of the Association of Professional Behavior Analysts, which is the professional organization for practitioners of applied behavior analysis and others who have an interest uh, in that
0: field. So the Centers for Disease Control recommends ABA therapy for the treatment of children with autism. For the layperson out there, describe what ABA treatment is.
1: Okay. I need to give a a little bit of background by saying that behavior analysis is a, a discipline. It's a natural science. It's concerned with how individual behavior interacts with the environment, that is, how behavior affects and is affected by aspects of the physical and social environments. The science was originally developed by B.F. Skinner in the late 1930s and has, like other sciences, a theoretical branch, an experimental branch, and an applied branch. So applied behavior analysis is the use of principles and techniques that have been developed in both basic and applied research to produce meaningful improvements in in many socially important behaviors, that is, building useful skills to improve functioning and reduce problem behaviors in many different populations and settings. Uh, Some of those include regular and special education, brain injury rehab, geriatrics, behavior disorders, public health, uh, worker motivation and productivity, and then, of course, autism and other developmental disorders. In the treatment of autism, most people who who have heard something about it have probably heard about the comprehensive and intensive uh, form of ABA treatment for young children with autism. That's a Pretty complex and, and intricate uh, treatment model. It includes the use of, of many different techniques that are individualized to each person's strengths and needs and preferences. We'll typically start by uh, carefully assessing an individual's functioning in all domains or skills. That includes, for young children with autism, their social skills, communication, self-care, what we call learning-to-learn skills, just observing, listening, looking, imitating, and so on, and pre-academic and academic skills, and play and leisure skills. A behavior analyst will assess a child's functioning in those areas by looking at existing test results, evaluations that have been conducted by uh, other professionals. And then by doing very careful direct observation and measurement of what the youngster does in a sort of typical situation where they're given an opportunity to play, to interact with others, or to communicate. The family's situation and preferences and needs are also considered in initial assessment, and this is all uh, aimed at at identifying um, what we call target behaviors or treatment targets. That is, things that are going to be um, worked on or addressed in treatment. The overall goal is to uh, enable the youngster with autism to function successfully and independently, that is, without uh, adult help and supervision, uh, across a variety of situations, both in the short term and the long term. Now. That's the, again, nutshell kind of description of the very comprehensive and intensive kind of ABA treatment model. ABA interventions can also be um, what we call focused. That is, they may target just a small number of skills, for example, uh, communication skills or uh, vocational work skills or uh, eating difficulties, and so it wouldn't be as broad and, and uh, far-reaching as the comprehensive treatment model, but the approach would be the same, direct observation, providing many, many opportunities to learn and practice uh, adaptive and functional skills, and careful assessment and ongoing evaluation of data, adjustment of intervention, and so on.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD. I'm Paul Rakuski, and I'm speaking with Dr. Gina Green. Executive Director at the Association of Professional Behavior Analysts. We're talking about applied behavior analysis for individuals with autism spectrum disorder. So we just talked about some of the benefits of ABA and what specifically ABA therapy is. How do behavior analysts work with medical practitioners to increase their awareness of what you're doing in ABA?
1: Well, behavior analysts have uh, collaborated with physicians in a number of ways. I know many of us do uh, presentations to audiences of physicians at conferences. Um, I've done grand rounds with pediatrics residents, for example, off and on over the years. Uh, We've developed materials that basically describe applied behavior analysis for distribution to physicians. Many behavior analysts have published articles in medical journals. Um, I certainly encourage uh, physicians to visit good applied behavior analysis programs, and I know many behavior analysts um, issue those invitations. Behavior analysts collaborate in practice and on research with physicians in a, a number of programs and venues around the world physicians often participate on advisory boards. So for example, uh, our organization, the Association of Professional Behavior Analysts has a professional advisory board and we have um, a couple of MDs on our advisory board. And then uh, there are a number of examples of task forces and multidisciplinary review teams that have been looking at assessment and treatment practices in autism that have included uh, behavior analysts physicians of various specialties that deal with autism as well as professionals from other disciplines. So there have been sets of treatment guidelines and assessment guidelines that I'm familiar with where uh, behavior analysts and physicians have collaborated.
0: So what do you see as the medical practitioner's role in ABA therapy?
1: I think there are a couple of key roles. One is, of course, it's often the family practitioner or the pediatrician to whom a parents turn when they're Concerned about their child's development and I know that um, my state of California for example has, has gone to a lot of effort to educate physicians about the early signs or potential signs of autism and have developed guidelines to help physicians screen children who may be at risk for autism also it will often of course then be that family practitioner or pediatrician who makes a referral for treatment so uh, Physicians refer families to behavior analysts, maybe to specific behavior analysts or programs, um, but probably more commonly what the physician does is, of course, prescribe treatment. So, for instance, there are now 32 states that have laws requiring certain private health insurance plans to cover treatments for autism, including ABA. And virtually all of those laws require that treatment be prescribed by a licensed physician or licensed psychologist. So it's obviously a very key role for the medical practitioner there in just getting children into treatment. As I alluded to a minute ago, there are also many important roles for physicians in, in ongoing applied behavior analysis treatment, collaborating with behavior analysts and evaluating and treating Uh, underlying medical conditions that might contribute to or exacerbate uh, problem behavior, evaluating uh, effects of of drugs that may be prescribed for managing certain problem behaviors.
0: So why, in your opinion, is there still a resistance to ABA therapy with parents and school districts?
1: Oh, I think there are a lot of reasons for that, Paul, and one of them is, is simply that there is so much information out there uh, on the Internet and at conferences and elsewhere uh, about autism and about interventions for autism. And uh, a lot of it is just entirely unscientific and and quite inaccurate. And this has kind of been true, in my view, of, of the autism culture for a long time. There's been a lot of encouragement of parents to just go seek information and pursue treatments on their own without regard to the scientific evidence about them, I think that's all been uh, exacerbated by um, the Internet and, and the availability of information that's really unfiltered. I think it's also a, a key factor is that um, ABA intervention is it's not easy. It's painstaking. It's, uh, you know, things advance in very small steps often. It's not a treatment that produces very dramatic results quickly. So it's very difficult for ABA to compete with treatments that promise very quick and easy fixes and people who say we can, uh, you know, cure autism with, uh, you know, a food or a diet or an injection or um, some kind of of therapy that is purported to work very quickly. And, of course, most of those therapies, in fact, don't work at all, but um, it's still very seductive uh, to people, uh, you know, to hear that there is something that, that can help with this very difficult problem without a lot of time and effort and expense.
0: So a person who practices ABA is typically certified by the behavior analysts as BACB, and we've seen a significant increase in the prevalence rates, not just in the United States, but around the world. What is being done by certified professionals that work with the individuals with autism to keep up with this trend?
1: Well, it's an excellent question, and it's uh, unfortunately the case that uh, I think everybody in autism is struggling with that. Um, You mentioned the, the professional credential in behavior analysis for practitioners issued by the Behavior Analyst Certification Board. That program was established in uh, the late 1990s to have an objective way for governments and parents and funders to identify people who actually had training and competence in behavior analysis. That program has grown tremendously over the last uh, 10 years, and going along with that growth, we've seen uh, a lot of growth in university programs to train professional practitioners of behavior analysis. So. It is growing. The field is growing. Behavior analysis is young in comparison to other professions, and so I think it's it's going to take a, a while for us to catch up with the the demand. But one of the things that's important to note, I think, with regard to addressing this demand in autism, is that the intervention services, ABA interventions, do not have to be delivered entirely by a board certified behavior analyst. It's important that a board certified behavior analyst be designing and overseeing the treatment plan. But the typical model of service delivery is that a lot of the intervention is done by assistant behavior analysts, by paraprofessionals, and by parents who are trained and supervised by the board certified behavior analysts. That makes services available to more families and also helps keep down the costs of ABA intervention.
0: So we talked about what the behavior analyst's role in ABA therapy is and what the medical practitioner's role is. So you touched on it just briefly right there, but if you could elaborate a little more, what, what do you see as the parent's role in ABA?
1: Ideally, we want parents to be um, what I would call co-therapists, that is to be trained by supervising board-certified behavior analysts to use the very same techniques that the behavior analysts are using to build their youngster skills and to manage problem behaviors. So in a good ABA program, the parents will literally receive the same kind of training as the assistant behavior analysts, the paraprofessionals, teachers who are working with the children, um, and they learn and develop skills that allow them to continue to enhance their children's skill development at church, at home, out in the community, you know, in all those situations where there may not be um, on go- or formal therapy in place.
0: Well, thank you, Gina, for joining us.
1: You're welcome. It's my pleasure.
0: Once again, my thanks to my guest, Dr. Gina Green, Executive Director at the Association of Professional Behavior Analysts. We've been discussing Autism Spectrum Disorder. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com, featuring podcasts of this and other series. I've been your host, Paul Rakuski, and thank you for listening.